Hey, this is Leilani Langdon. I'm the host of What's Your Story Live. And if you want to learn how to make a difference and how people are making a difference in today's world, you need to listen and tune in to Madcasters with host Brian St. Louis. You have just tuned in to the difference makers of a new generation. If you want to learn how to make a difference in your life, if you want the skills in order for you to impact your communities, Madcasters is your podcast. I invite you to get ready because this is the launch pad for you to go mad. What's going on, everyone? It's your host, Brian St. Louis BSL, and you're now listening to the ultimate guide to learn how to impact your community. I believe that the only way to effectively impact our world is to first progressively change the way that we see ourselves. That mindset transformation will launch us to enhance our holistic lifestyle and subsequently impact the world. You will listen to founders, CEOs, impact leaders, nonprofit organizations, activists, and everyday people sharing inspiring stories of how they've become an agent of impact in their communities. You will gain practical tips and tangible steps in order to change your life and impact your community today. You can listen to this podcast on any of your favorite platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and many more. But please leave a review and a rating on the show. Follow your host on Instagram at Brian underscore BSL. That's B-R-Y-A-N underscore BSL. And for snippets of the show, follow at Madcasters. If you would like to support and donate to our efforts, go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Madcasters and choose a tier most suitable for you. The more Patreon supporters we receive will equate to more episodes out weekly. If you see value in our podcast, become a Patreon supporter. Thank you for all those supporting and all those who will be supporters. With us today, we have Leilani Langdon, and it is an honor, it's a pleasure to have you with us at Madcasters Podcast, where we focus on people and organizations that are truly making a difference. So thank you so much, Leilani, for coming on to our show. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, before we get into this whole episode, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and just uh, an overview of Leilani herself? Yeah. So like you said, my name is Leilani Langdon. I am by profession, a licensed clinical social worker, um, but I'm a mom of three. Uh, I, you know, love stories. I love connecting with people and I just love engaging in meaningful conversations and being present. And I'm currently at home and just enjoying my time pursuing um, new ventures. So that's a little bit about me. There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and this whole episode, we're kind of focusing on this whole concept of the art of storytelling. Mm. So you, I know you're, you said you're, you're a licensed counselor and, and you, you help people to frame and shape their story. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of explain to us and help us understand how you help people navigate through their own lives (laughs) or lens through their own specific stories? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's crazy because we all have lived experiences, right? We all go through the ebbs and flows of life, the good, the bad, the ugly. However, a lot of us I never really take the time to sit and 
gain meaning from those experiences, right? Either because we just allow them to happen to us and we keep going. We never take the time to stop. And so, you know, the beauty of sitting with somebody who has a goal or who's trying to go through the process of healing is that we get, I get that unique opportunity to actually help them zero in on those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. I sit with them and I can help them think about their story, write their story, say their story. Um, and through the constant exploration of their experiences and the reflection of that meaning you know, comes out and we see growth. And where did you grow? What did you learn? What behaviors do you need to begin to shift? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what pathways have you created for yourself? Um, The reality is, and I just just posted this yesterday, but it said the most important story you'll ever tell is the one you tell yourself. Mm. And we all have narratives that we tell ourselves based on these experiences. And it's not until we actually take the time to really sit and identify, well, what story am I telling myself based on what happened, right? Um, How is this shaping my world? How is it shaping the way I see others, the way that I interact with, um, you know, my family, my friends, my job, my relationships. And so what I get to do is just have the unique opportunity to help people navigate that experience and literally look at their story from beginning to end and say, well, you know, what were those aha moments? You know, what was my struggle? Um, and how have I come out of that? What it has, what has it inspired me to do? Um, and so that's a little bit about, you know, what I do and how I've, how I've, uh, helped people or how I help people do that. I mean, so somebody's listening right now and they're saying, well, you know, my story, it might be very difficult for me to understand it from my perspective. So how, how can you give us an example of someone you've helped and, Mm -hmm. and navigated them through their story and what, what that person was feeling through, through those emotions uh, from point A all the way to to Z, let's say. And Mm. what, what was it that they went through? What was the mental um, blocks that they, that, that you saw open? What, like, what did that just explain to us that whole picture? Sure. So, so I can, I'll give you, um, I'll give you, a pretty simple example. Um, I had connected with somebody who was wanting some coaching in regards mm-hmm. to sharing their story. They felt like they were in a space where uh, they wanted to share it uh, yeah. on a on a larger platform. And so what we did is that we sat down and um, first identified a couple of things. Well, you know, um, what's your motivation for sharing your story, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that first and foremost, it's important, you know, it was important for me that the person who wants to do that or is exploring their story is motivated, right? To, to actually go and explore and be challenged because my goal is to, I always ask permission. <laughs> I, mean, I say, Hey, I'm going to ask permission to challenge some of the things that I'm hearing. Right. Hmm. Um, and, um, so, so we sat, we sat together and I just literally had her, I said, okay, so tell me your story. Just tell me your story. And so it's funny because usually people are like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I heard that, I was just like, yo, what the heck would I say? <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but then, but then that moment of stillness, right. They're looking at me and they're just like, I'm like, tell me your story. Where do you start? There's no right or wrong answer. It's yours. Right. So start. And so she started sharing her story. And as she's sharing her story, 
I'm beginning to see areas in her story that we, and we all do this, uh, where she's naturally glossing over, right? She's, she is, but you can tell via her mannerisms, via the, via the words that she's using, that maybe there's something in that, that segment of her story that might cause some pain, right? Or that maybe she hasn't sat with long enough, but I can see, wow, um, there's something there. So for example, I, she had a very long history of grief and loss. And since the very small age, you know, of seven or eight, um, she had experienced her first moment of loss. Um, and with the matriarch of her family and from there, just loss after loss, after loss, job loss, you know, familial individuals dying, things like that. And she was speeding through, through, um, the moments, those, that defining moment, we all have defining moments in our lives. Right. Um, and so, you know, in that moment I was able to kind of slow her down and say, okay, well let's, let's pause here. Tell me what was happening. What were you feeling? What were you seeing? What do you remember? We, that defining moment, we can all relive, right? Like we can all go back and say, I know exactly where I was, what it smelled like, who was around me, you know, what was happening, what I was wearing. Most, most defining moments have, have breath to them, right? It's not just, oh, I just went to the store. So she was able to sit and we were able to sit and pull those out. Well, and in fact, as a result of that, you know, she was able to recognize um, by going back into that moment. Um, how some of her later on her beliefs about herself, that's crazy. That's true. Beliefs about herself, um, na- the narrative of what how to protect herself came about, mm-hmm. right? So she was so impacted, and I would say slightly traumatized by that defining moment mm-hmm. that it literally set the course for the rest of how she dealt with the, her future losses, right? Wow. But in her story, she had missed that, right? She had just kind of was talking about it matter of fact. So by being able to sit in that defining moment, it allowed us to then go, okay, well, tell, let's talk more about, um, you know, the, what, why it happened. Okay. What, what did you learn as a result and what have you done? Okay. Now we can see where maybe you need to shift. Where was your aha moment to say, wow, as a result of this, I ended up developing, um, I, I, she ended up taking on the responsibility of the matriarch, you know, that's kind of the end of the story. I'm skipping some parts because it could take a long time, but, but she ended up as a result of that, that, that defining moment in her life. She never realized that she started behaviors that was leading her to be burnt out and fill a spot in her family that no one asked her to fill, but that she took on. Right. And so she, we were able to identify her, her aha moment, um, in that spark, right. That, that, that mm-hmm. saying like, wow, this is what, ha- this is what this moment led me to. And how do I, how, do, what do I want my story to look like moving forward? Right. And I think, yeah, so that that's an example of some of, of that kind of going through someone's story that is so powerful and valuable is identifying, well, these things made an impact on your life. And your story not only has meaning, but it also inspires you to do something, whether that inspiration, whether it's inspiration or whether it's out of fear, right? You create defense mechanisms, you create a narrative, you develop habits, you, you know, you develop walls. So it's layered, right? So I find that so interesting. And, and then 
there was something that you said in there about how when she when she realized the fact that her, that this major point of her story led her to so much to her future i'm i'm wondering has there been times where you've dealt with people in their stories and they've they've may have not even glossed over but completely negated something forgot about something that that now because they're recounting bits and bits of their story they're finding new things that they never really thought about before and that thing could have possibly changed the rest of their lives but they just never went back to it and they just completely shut it out has that happened while you've been talking to people or yeah so it's funny it happened uh with the individual who shared her story last night on what's your story uh, mm. the live show that i do every week but um so we had connected uh, through this process in preparation for her sharing um, and, you know, every single person who shares and the people I connect with, we go through a, uh, but more specifically people for the show, you know, I send them a, you know, a guide as to how to write your story because writing your story is critical, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just uh, s- talking about your story. There's an element of sharing your story verbally, but there's power in being able to literally put your story to paper. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's in doing that then some of these transformative uh, moments also can be revealed because you're putting it outside of yourself. It's so difficult to see something in yourself if you don't remove it, if you don't give it a little bit of distance. Right. Mm-hmm. And so putting it on paper gives it that distance. So anyway, we were you know, I was talking to her. We were kind of going through her story. And, um, you know, checked in on her on Wednesday and I said, okay, you know, tell me, how are you feeling? Let's go through, let's go through, uh, what you have. And one of the things that she said, she said, honestly, Leilani, I, uh, this process has been life changing for me. She's like, because I have been sitting in the pain, um, and she is in the process of healing, but she's like, she's been, she was sitting in the pain of her story and the difficulty of what her life is day to day as a result of her experiences. She's a, she's raising children who have special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she was like that I hadn't taken the time to actually sit down. And by doing that and writing the story, I was able to then go back and see like, wait, like there's actually so much that I missed um, that allows me to be grateful, that allows me to recognize that, wait, my life is not bad, right? Like things are not as bad as I was feeling them to be, Um, you know, to the point where, you know, she said, and she shared this, she said, you know, um, I had been seeing um, things, you know, I, I was getting frustrated by the lack of progression in my, in my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, I had missed the fact that with the two things they were learning was how to love and how to receive love. Wow. And they were doing that by, by seeing their mom, their mom love them and care for them regardless of their limitations. So that's a small example of how sitting with her story was able to wow i missed you know all these all these good moments all these all these happy moments all these grace moments um it, that i can now shift my perspective and see what okay it's not it isn't bad it's not all 
uh, frustrating. It's not all mm-hmm. difficult. Um, so that's one example. And then, yes, there's been examples. Uh, you know, I've had examples or experiences where people have, um, you know, just by sitting in their story have been able to see like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> um. That. I never, I never recognized that. Or uh, another example, um, I was talking to an individual who um, was navig- was w- needing to do something very difficult. Uh, very difficult. Another one of the guests, mm-hmm. she had lost her hair to alopecia, and mm-hmm. she was just sharing her story, and she glossed over the fact that um, the first time that she ever had to at her job walk out of the bathroom without a wig, right? It was it was kind of her coming out and her embracing this part of who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, she was terrified and anxiety ridden. And one of her girlfriends just said, I'll go with you. And so she said that and she kept going. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Did you just hear what happened? Right? Did you just see this moment for what it was? And she was like, she's like, she's looking at me and I'm like, like your your you the the power and the beauty of you having a friend and True. the power that we can play in somebody else's life who was able to say I will walk with you what and she sat and she was like she's like oh my gosh I never saw that before she's like I need to contact this person and just thank them for being that person for me. She's like, I want to do that for somebody else. So, so these moments that we miss because their stories are so, are such a part of us, right? There are experiences are difficult to see outside of ourselves, which is why it's so important to take the time and to practice that the habit, get into the habit of, of getting our stories outside of us, whether it's sharing it with somebody, whether it's writing it down, whether it's sitting with someone who can help you navigate that. So that's really that's that's amazing. Wow. So as you were as you were saying that, it just really kind of brought in some memories as to and this might sound weird, but it it started making me go back into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um of how I was into someone else's story and it's interesting because I remember I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. I was like, "Listen, man, um we are sometimes the good guy in the story and we're also the bad guy in the story. And, and if you're not able to recognize the fact that you were that person that could have done harm or traumatized an individual or, you know, uh, or that person who, who completely lifted someone up, you know, in their, mm-hmm. in their life, you have to recognize all parts of your life. And yeah. so it's so important for us to, to actually put that into actualization but yes. but i mean I'm, I'm liking the fact that you're talking about writing it down as well i think we're going to mm-hmm. go into some practical elements at the end of this episode sure. that we can give to to uh, our listeners as to mm-hmm. how they want to figure understand their story too but i just find it i find it so so beautiful so interesting because i the other thing too so many people may have missed someone blessing their life mm-hmm. if they didn't just take the time to understand that that individual was there for them in such a yeah such a pivotal moment for them yes because to gloss over something like that that's not that <laughs> like that's that's yes. huge yes that's huge and it's like what what did that individuals do you know how did that individual maybe even feel the fact that they were there but then yeah uh, you, you know what it was just like maybe it was just like oh man well 
maybe there wasn't that significant for for that person, mm-hmm. but it really was. They just they just glossed over it in their heads. Yeah. So I, I like I like the way you're going with this because it's actually like as you're speaking, it's forcing me to look at different aspects of my life mm-hmm. and, and my understanding as well. Yes. So what kind of what inspired you to to make this happen? <laughs> like what inspired you to make this happen for for people to to discover, to help people discover themselves through the story. Like, what is that? Man, so, you know, it's funny because um, this has been part of my life for such a mm. long time. I've always loved storytelling and I am a sucker for a good story. Um, it's And it's funny because, you know, uh, I went to school for social work. And so I literally, uh, through counseling, um, and initially I didn't see it this way. You know, I just saw, okay, I'm just helping people achieve their goals and help them heal through whatever they need to heal through. Um, But when I started to look back uh, recently, I realized I've been doing this all along, right? Like Mm. that has been the part that has been um, so valuable. It's been that, you know, it has been helping people uh, get to the answers they're looking for through the power of their own story. Right. And it's as simple as it's been as simple as just shifting perspective. Right. And seeing their story from a different lens. But um, so what what really inspired me to take the take the leap into specifically, you know, what's your story, which is the live show. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, I had a baby and five months ago, I had a baby and I was on maternity leave and I have been working. Uh, I had been working for five years. And it was a it was a fulfilling job um, and a meaningful job and a job that I felt called to to mm-hmm. be at. However, um, there was a lot of stress, uh, not just from the job, but being a mom of two, working full time, navigating the pandemic. I mean, there was just so yeah, many things that happened in life. And so uh, as I was on my maternity leave, it was the first time in years that I had actually stopped, like mm-hmm. actually stopped. I had nothing outside of my baby needing me. Right. Mm-hmm. But like there were, so, there were less demands on me. There was less pressure for me to perform or to have to accomplish. And, you know, I was at that moment, I was working in operations. I was overseeing operations for an organization and it, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And so it was the first time I was able to kind of stop. And, um, you know, I felt for the first time that that God was asking me to say, Hey, Leilani, um, I need you to make some room. I need you to make some space. Um, because you've been filling your time and your life with things, um, that are just causing you stress and strain. Mm. And so I did just that. I, I leaned into stillness and, you know, journaling and quiet time and, zeroing out distractions. And as a result of that, I started to feel this like undeniable urge towards purpose. Okay. There's something, this almost like sense of there's something more that God wants me to be doing that I haven't been doing because I've been so distracted with everything else. And as I kind of just zeroed in on that, um, this moment, I just started seeking and seeking and, um, 
I realized I was talking to my husband one day and I was like, you know, there's something about stories that that has always been a part of my life and I've used them, like I was saying, right? I've used um, stories as a part of my counseling experience and my coaching experience, but there's something, there's something there. There's something there. And um, uh, I remember just having this question, I was feeding my son and this question popped into my mind, like, man, you know, would you be afraid to share your story if somebody asked you? Mm. And so I posted that on social media randomly. Um, and I had, I got all of these responses of people who were just afraid, literally it was just fear. And it was fear of judgment, fear. I mean, uh, tons of things, right? Um, fear of fear of judgment, fear of what people were going to think of them, fear of, you know, the other people in the story. If I share my story, there's someone who was a huge part of that. How will they be impacted? Um, you know, trusting, being vulnerable, being open and the repercussions of that being seen as a specific way. And I started to have all of these meaningful conversations with people. And as a result of these conversations, right, I'm literally helping, I'm doing what I, what I do, you know, with coaching and counseling, but I'm doing it with these people who, you know, are not necessarily saying, oh, you know, I need to come to therapy and not that there's a, I think everybody at, at, in different points of their life should um, see someone, right? There's yeah. nothing like having a safe space where you can just talk about yourself, right? And have someone else help you mirror back what what you're saying. It's so it's such a powerful experience. But these were just people, right? They're living their right. life and you know, I'm hearing things one of the most one of the powerful things I remember and I'll share this message, but she was like nobody wants to read um an unfinished story, right? Wow. We we oh, we all want to hear the bestseller. We all want to hear, you know, this is what I went through and this is how it ended happy, you know, a, a nice, happy ending. Mm -hmm. And it struck me because my, my rebuttal to her was like, I agree. However, you're, everyone has a story and, and our stories have developed and, um, out of our stories, there's been growth, right? Sure. So think about all of the people that are being missed and that are falling through the cracks, feeling alone. And like, there's no one else going through their experience because you are afraid to share it because you haven't overcome it. Right. Mm. I don't think there's power in just sharing a story because you've overcome it. I think there's power in sharing your story because you are overcoming it. Right. And I think if you are, if you are navigating through a difficult time and you've learned something, you've grown, you have, you've pivoted, there's value to somebody who needs to hear that, right? So um, that conversation just <laughs> that com that conversation literally I felt was the mo my aha moment to say no. People need to hear others' stories, and we need to do like there needs to be a space, and I'm going to provide that space to help others share their story so that the people who are hearing can be inspired to move, right? To do something. It can be 
anything. I mean, you know, as a result of the show, people have been inspired to qu- this past week. Someone quit their job because they heard a story and they were like, this wow. is what I needed to hear to, to quit my job. You know, um, the person that I had this conversation with, she's like, Leilani, after we had this conversation, my coworker was having a panic attack and I've always been afraid to be judged as the anxiety person. Right. And she's like, I shared, even though I still struggle, I shared and like, her panic attack went away and now we have a connection that we, I mean, it was just, it's just insane how people are literally moved to action as a result of you being able to share your story. Wow. And so that's what inspired me to be like, no, I need, we need to put this out there. It can't just be something that I continue to do within therapy when someone comes to me. No, no, no. This needs to be like, we need to, we need to create a, my goal is to create a movement of people who are unafraid and unashamed to share the story that they've been given because your scars are your story. (laughs) Your scars are your story. And so, yeah, it just, you, your healing helps someone else heal. And so that's what inspired it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of blown away right now. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I had to write that down um, when you were when you were talking. Like, I don't typically even do that, but I I was like, no, I have to write this down. I can't forget that, man. And uh, what I wrote down was overcoming versus overcomer. Mm. Um, so many people feel like they need to be the overcomer. Yes, uh, but all we have to be is on the process of overcoming. Yes. And, and as you said that, I was just like, man, that's, that feels so real to me you know yeah. and, and i know that it's real to so many other stories yes uh, because it's not it's not easy to not be the everyone wants the hero everyone wants the champion of the yes. story but i asked myself while you were talking there i was like how many people have died without being mm. the champion of that story yes does, does that mean that their story does is not is not worth sharing or worth telling mm-hmm and Absolutely. So what what does that mean for that individual? Mm-hmm. Do, do I have to be the victor in, in a sense? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In, in order for me to to share what is going on in my immediate situation or throughout yeah. my lifespan. Yeah. And so, it, honestly, you're you're bringing a lot of thought provoking uh, questions and feelings to at least mm-hmm. to my mind, and I'm sure to all those who are listening right now, because yeah. it's forcing us to to think. Uh, outside of the scope it's not even think outside in in the outside the box <laughs> i'm taking from jim quick right now <laughs> i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie i'm taking from jim quick but it's not about thinking from outside the box yeah. but it's just thinking completely differently yeah and and it's helping because just in the span of this conversation i'm already starting to see certain things in my life and how i'm trying to you know, see how that story, how this was impactful to this and how I want to continue to move forward. And so I I just, I I mean, I found it very powerful and thank you for, for what you're doing in the lives of so many people because they need something like this. Mm. Because so many of us, like you said, are afraid to share our story. Yeah. We don't don't want to. Yeah, absolutely. There's a block there, but you know what? It's you, you, you use the word shift and I think it's absolutely, it's absolutely Mm. a shift. So many of us, and this doesn't just apply to our stories. I think it applies to life. So many of us, when we're experiencing something, we focus on the end goal and the end goal is necessary. So I don't want to discount that. Right. 
having a goal, having a vision for what you're looking for or looking towards or wanting to overcome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's powerful. That gives you uh, the impetus to continue to move forward and to set and to set uh, you know uh, mile markers for yourself on how to attain that goal. However, sometimes we become so obsessed with that goal that we forget that the miracles happen along the way, right? The miracle, the discipline, the growth, um, your experiences, the community, mm-hmm. right? Um, the development, all of that is what is is what makes reaching the goal so much more powerful. True. But a lot of us just want to get to the goal or we want to just be the overcomer, right? Is what you said, course, right? Like yeah. we, we just, hey, we're we're experiencing pain. There was something that happened to me and um I just I I I don't even want to deal with it. I just need to be on the other side of it. Mm. And it's like, well, you're going to get to the other side. And if you've missed every single experience, purpose, uh, meaning that led you to that, you're going to arrive there and you're going to feel like something was missed. You're going to feel empty. You're going to feel like, wow, wait, you know, kind of that you're working towards something like there's like you're working yeah, towards yeah. something and yeah. then you get there. You're like, wow. You know, this is not as hype as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Listen, yo, I, I was talking to someone about this not too long ago. I was like, yo, how many times have we gone through a major, like, wanting to reach that, that pinnacle of success? Yes. And you get there and you're just like, oh, cool. Okay. You're like, what's next? Yes. And, 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 if you, and if you just, and this is me, this is me. Like, I do this all the time. I, like, for instance, I bought my first house just last year. Hey, and, and literally, um, like I'm not even joking to you. The next day, I was like, "All right, well, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. When am I gonna get my next property? You know, when am I gonna try to? I, I'm gonna try to rent this house out uh, in order for me to make this uh, an income making yes. But I wasn't, and I and I remember like the next day. I was so dissatisfied. Like I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I have a house. All right, cool. What's next?" Yes. And I was just like, "Why am I thinking like this?" I had to re. I had to. Yes. I had to go back into my head. I had to reshape yes. as to why I think the way that I think, and mm-hmm. and I and I think I went back and I and I realized this because there have been so many accomplishments that I have done that yeah. I was proud of that other people weren't necessarily proud yeah. of, <laughs> and so it was just like, "Oh, well, this is another thing. It's just another thing." It's and so I just let thing. it be another thing, mm-hmm. but I had to. Lie. I was like, "Yo, I got a house, man! Like, I bought a a, a home for my family, my yes. wife, child. Like, and I had to just sit back into it and just say, you know, be proud of where you are, be happy with where yes. you are, content yes. with that." And so, yeah, I, that's so. Yes, good. listen, what you what you did there, um, what you did there was actually uh, ground yourself, and we mm-hmm. use grounding techniques for anxiety, but 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 what you did there was was activate mindfulness mm-hmm. right so you took a moment that could have easily taken you down a uh a path of you know uh not buyer's remorse but like fe- like you said feeling dissatisfied feeling yeah, yeah. uh discontent like okay i guess this was an accomplishment right um disappointment maybe not not appreciating what you had Mm-hmm. And you were able to shift and sit in the moment and be present to what you had just done, where you were, what it was doing. And it literally sh- shifted your, your perspective. Absolutely. But, but when we all, when we just focus on, like you said, right, attaining 
that goal and just, okay, now there's always going to be something, something else. There's always going to be another, another experience. There's our lives are constantly made up of good moments, bad moments, good experiences, bad experiences. And so it's about how do we gain meaning from the progression of one event to the other? You know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's in that it's in being present. It's in, it's in, it's in actually understanding what did I just experience? What did I learn from that? What can I be grateful for as a result of that? And then this moment, uh, doesn't need validation from others, right? Because you have gained the, the meaning you need for it to make to, to fill you, right? That's to right. give you purpose and to give you understanding. So yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this conversation so far. Yes, it's good. (laughs) Let me ask. um, Yeah. Because I know you're you're good at helping other people share stories. Yes. uh, But what is, what was your story? What is your story that you shared (laughs) with with other people? And Mm -hmm. give us a snippet of, of, of your life shot in that sense. Yeah. You know, so. It's funny. I grew up in a um, traditional two-family home, um, religious uh, brother. We grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of my life, when I look back, um, is is the overarching feeling and thought was fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of things as a little girl living in uh New Jersey, Jersey City to be exact. <laughs> that that a lot of people don't see, you know, I have vivid right. memories and experiences of things happening right outside of my window yeah. um that I couldn't control. Um and so fear I started to experience fear at a very young age. Um coupled with the lack of being able to identify my emotions and be okay with um, any emotion outside of happiness and anger. My home mm. was a home that was, uh, we were a really close family. We are a close family. However, ev- any emotion outside of happiness or anger was uncomfortable. Everyone was uncomfortable with the, the spec, anything but within the, that spectrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so my life, you know, I struggled um, with fear. I struggled with anxiety. I struggle with anxiety. It is, it is a part of who I am that I doesn't define me, but that is I've accepted as, as that. And so that was the lens by which I looked at life. And so I spent a lot of my life, um, struggling with feeling good enough, um, always wanting to stay in the shadows because it was safer, right? If I didn't take any risks, um, I didn't have to experience the, you know, failure and being seen. Um, and so that kind of took, um, part of who I was and it allowed certain experiences to take place. Um, as I got older, uh, I, you know, that was also, like I mentioned, my parents were religious. And so, um, I grew up in this culture of do nots. (laughs) right don't do this don't right don't do this don't do that so again fear this is this is narrative of you know in order to be good enough you can't you you have to make sure you do everything a specific way and if you don't then that means condemnation that means you are out of you know out of the umbrella of grace and salvation and love and you know 
And um, it's interesting because it wasn't until I got to college uh, and I was very adamant that I was like, okay, well, if, if this is what God is, right, if God is a God of fear, then I don't need, mm-hmm. I, I don't need to live with God. I'm good. Like, I'm just going to continue my life. And so um, I'll share this experience because it was, it was, it was a pivotal moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had decided that I was going to um, go to Rowan University in New Jersey and that I was going to leave home and I was not returning uh, to church. I was, I was just going to live my life. I was going to be free. <laughs> I was going to be free. And um, uh, I went to sleep two weeks before I had to be at Rowan and I had a dream and the dream uh, I saw a university somewhere uh, that was, you know, I saw the landscape. It was lots of grass and I'm in the city, not a lot of that. So so grass landscape, beautiful landscape. I saw archways and I saw buildings that were brown and orangish. And I saw a big church and I'm like, what is this? Mm hmm. And I woke up that morning. It was I woke up that Sunday morning, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table while my mom is making breakfast because that's what we always do on Sundays. And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm just she could tell that I'm like just in my thoughts. And I couldn't get this dream out of my head. I'm like, what does this mean? It's so weird. And um, she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, I just had this really weird dream. And so I started telling her the dream. And as I'm telling her the dream, it felt like a movie to me. She dropped her spatula, and she was like she has this like ghost face on and I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, Leilani, I had the exact same dream last night. She's like, I don't know what this is. She's like, but maybe God is saying something. And it was the first time in my life that I had heard her say something about God that was maybe relational or that I remember, right. That I remember Mm. God being like, okay, God is saying something. Wait, what? God is talking. I don't, um, and so back, you know, we were like, well, what does this mean? Could this be a university? Like we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And so um, we started to, to one of the things that we, that my mom was like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's a, it's a Christian, maybe it's an Adventist university. I don't know. She's like, she's just throwing things out. Right. And so we started looking at different schools within the Christian spectrum, because that's what I saw a church in my dream. Right. Um, on, on a campus. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe it's connected to a, to a a Christian school. So we start looking and, um, and we come across Andrews university (laughs) and it was the exact, the main picture on the page at that time was the exact picture. There was a big church. There was this like, you know, roundabout with grass and all this stuff. And we both looked at each other. We're like, no way. And so, so she's like, Leonie, do you, maybe God is telling you this is where you need to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I just, no way. And she's like, listen, Leilani, all I know is that if God says something, you need to listen. And I was like, what? So anyway, I was, I felt so, it was something that I couldn't, I couldn't put away. I couldn't, I did not want to go, but I cannot deny and so I apply, we applied and two weeks later I got accepted and I was on my way to Andrews University. And that pivotal moment of my life shifted everything. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I came in contact with a God of love and where I experienced my personal conversion, not only just from being someone who was religious, but to being a Christ follower. Um, sure. And that completely changed my life. I was, it's funny because 
um, as I'm talking about stories and this just hit me now, right. As I'm, I'm sharing it, I'm like, wow, I remember having this moment in my life where, um, another dream, I woke up and I had this dream, very, very vivid, vivid dream of me being amongst, uh, individuals and standing up against the crowd, um, Mm. and walking out into the light. And, um, I woke up and, uh, I don't know that the dream had anything to do what happened next, but it was so vivid that I got up and I was like, okay, what does this mean? God. And almost like without prompting, I got a like, I saw a timeline of my life and I started to just write and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote literally events that had happened in my life, just like moments. Okay. This moment with my mother, these pivotal moments. Okay. I remember being when she left when I was six, you know, and she went for 20 minutes, but I left the house and people surrounded me. I thought I was anyway, there was, you know, just all of these moments. Um, you know, I had, I had a period where I was in a relationship that was abusive. I didn't, I didn't recognize it as abuse because I was 15 and he was 21. Right. And so, so I'm just going through all these moments in my life and literally I'm seeing my life playing before my eyes. And I literally still have the journal. It's sitting a couple of feet away from me where I literally wrote out a timeline and a map to how it all came together and what it meant and what things, same thing that I'm helping people with. Wow. I get chills thinking about it just now, but literally writing down like, okay, as a result of this experience, you know, this is why I struggle communicating. This is why I've jumped from relationships to relationships, right? This is why I've experienced and find my worth in this versus this. I mean, it was, it was wow. insane. It wow. was insane. And I just, it, it, it was, it was the moment in my life that I became free, mm. right? I became free from those, the burden and the pain and the, um, the, the weight of some of these life experiences. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, as a, since that time, you know, I'm a constant work in progress, but my story has now been shaped um, from the lens of freedom, freedom in Christ, wow. um, and understanding that there is meaning in, you know, in, in the things that have come my way. Have they been difficult? Yes. Um, have I experienced pain? Yes. Do I still have to heal? Yes. I'm I'm healing, right? I'm healing from my the narrative that I've told myself all these years i'm unlearning so that i can relearn and so it's been it's been a a beautiful journey that's amazing like i mean just (laughs) just hearing you and just how well first of all you're very expressive on how you Mm -hmm. how you're able to share and i mean granted you you help so many people so of course it it comes easier for you Mm -hmm. as well but it it does it, it plays a different point like you're like i was able to picture everything even when you mentioned mm. when you were like the dream that you had i was like yeah that's andrews like, <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as you started talking about green and then brown and then orange, you know like, you know yeah you know so andrews. <laughs> like, but but uh but even though i knew because uh you know the you fact that we were there but hearing you describe it it was still like I was there for the first time, mm, you know, and yeah. so it's just so, I, I don't know, it was very, it was very impactful. I, I, I think it's, 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 it's an amazing thing that you're doing uh, to helping people, mm. to, to helping them see 
the value of their story. Yeah. Uh, because like you said, you become free. You become that individual who you really want to be. Yes. Because, like whenever I saw you on campus, you always had this aura of of you're such a caring, loving person. Whenever people spoke about you, it was mm-hmm. always, oh man, Leilani got your back. Like it was always this, mm-hmm. this sense of of community of um how, how can I say this? It was you, you get what I'm saying though. There, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. always this sense of of being you around mm-hmm. this person, Leilani. Mm-hmm. And so how else? I mean, of course, like now you're helping others who who are going through very vulnerable because yeah. yeah. to share your story yes. is very vulnerable. Yes. And it's very um eye-opening, even to yourself, as yes. you're sharing and you're open. Like you said, there's sometimes you're you're going through and you realize some things and then yes. and then that that pours something else from another aspect. Yes. And, but you're giving this all to this individual. And so yeah. for people to trust you, for people to understand this and to see that, and then also to share on your platform, I think that that's it's an amazing thing because the more, the more we hear vulnerability, the more we hear authenticity, mm-hmm. the more we're willing to be authentic and more we're willing yes. to be vulnerable. And that's one of the things that we try to do our best here as well on Madcasters is yes. sharing what we're doing in the world and making a difference. And, you know, what what was that? In, in relation to you as a person, you know, I always want to mm. understand the why. I always want to understand yeah. the matter because yeah. people have changed the world, but their hearts haven't been changed. And, yeah. and, and if that's, you know, it's important to, to see the motives, to understand the, the heart behind what we do. So I, I think it's absolutely. It's Thank you so much for that. And yeah, like, like, like honestly, this, I don't know if I've been through an episode where I've thought so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm putting you to work unintentionally. <laughs> That's real, man. That's real. So thank you for that. Yeah, Let me, definitely. I want us to, to get into this, this practicality. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I want to start doing here on Madcasters more as well is to have a practical segment sure. so they can take something and, and be able to know. Okay, this is this is how I'm going to do this in my life, and you know, so I have people with nonprofit organizations, and one of the things I might tell them is, hey, you know, how could how could someone get started? You know, what are some yeah. of the steps that they can do to help in this regard or, or X, Y, and Z? So I want to get more practical elements in this. So how mm-hmm. in this concept of, of, of shaping and understanding your story, mm-hmm. someone who's, who's new to this, someone who's always been boxed away, someone who doesn't like to share, who doesn't, who, who, who fears this, you know, mm-hmm. what can they do in order for them to start, extrapolating their story yeah. and even getting to the place where they can start sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So what I, what I would suggest and what I have suggested to, to people, because this question comes up a lot. Um, I want to share my story and not everybody is ready. And even people who think they might be ready to share their story publicly, right. To a large crowd may not be ready, <laughs> um, but every story has value and meaning. And so what I would say is to start by thinking about your story. Too many, th- too many times we ignore the value of just sitting and thinking, mm. right. And remembering, reflecting, right. Um, so that would be a first step. The first step is actually identify what that defining moment 
where does your story start? Right. Um, is it is it a, is it one moment? Right. Because our story, our, our life story is made up of smaller stories. So is there is there a moment in time you want to reflect? Um, and that usually can be based on, you know, if I were to ask you, tell me your story. Maybe there's a, something that comes to your mind first. Right. Uh, maybe it's it's an image. Maybe it's a time period when you were seven. You know, maybe it was an experience you just had. Um, but start with thinking, start with reflecting. Um, and then I would take the next step and then I would start putting that to paper. Even if you have you don't know where to start or what to write, just sit and start writing. It's amazing um, how the practice of either typing or writing your story once you start, it's hard to stop. <laughs> and so what I would suggest uh, is that you just write it unedited. Don't edit it. Don't stop. Just add. Just write, 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 write. Um, because that's going to be your your rawest form, right? Um, so first, sit and reflect. Second, start by writing it. Um, and then as you feel comfortable, maybe come back and start you know, weeding it out, you can then say, okay, well, this is not necessarily saying really what, what happened. Let me, let me tweak it. Mm -hmm. But then the next step, and these are larger steps, uh, larger, smaller steps, if it makes sense. And then the next step, if you really want to share your story is, okay, maybe um, have, find someone that you really trust to read the story, right? Mm -hmm. Then maybe share, then take the first step with a friend you trust to share the story verbally. Right. So move from writing to reading to verbally sharing it to then maybe with a group of people that you trust. Right. And so these small steps, every step you take um, allows you to feel a sense of confidence um, and it eliminates any fear that you may have um, towards sharing that story. Right. So fear, the best antidote to fear is exposure. <laughs> so, mm. so if you're afraid to share your story, then you got to take small steps towards that in order to recognize, wait, you know, I shared it with one person and everything I thought they would say, they didn't say they actually thought this, right. They actually, I, I feel energized. So now I can share with two or three. Now I can share it um, on a larger scale. So, but it starts, it starts with reflecting. It starts with thinking. It starts with remembering. That's amazing. Um, that's that. Yeah, those are as, as you said that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back, and I was just like, you know, am I able to share my story? Cause I've shared my story in multiple different ways to certain people. You know, um, mm. some in larger scales, some in smaller scales. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I, I have found is depending on who I talk to, I skip details. It's not because I want, it's not, be, sorry, it's not because I don't know it, but because I don't think that that person's ready for it. You self-restrain. I self-restrain. Yeah. Mm. And, and I'm wondering like, is that a, is that a, is that an okay thing to do? Or is that, is that me just, just putting on a defense mechanism just because of the fact that I don't think that that person will receive it the right way, but ultimately it's still my story. And so. Yes. Yes. You no, leave it. So yes, but the good thing about what you're doing, and um, I would encourage you to lean into that, um, to explore that, because most often times, right, our self restraint is less 
we we believe it's about others, right? But it's more about us, right? It's it's a fear, right? It's your fear that maybe somebody will take something you're saying and or you assuming that somebody's not ready to hear something that they may need to hear, mm-hmm. right? And so it often lies with us. Um and yeah, definitely explore that because I think that's valuable. But yes, a lot of us, um, that's not uncommon for you to skip over details that either can bring about feelings of shame or feel maybe too vulnerable to share, mm-hmm. right? Or um, feel like you're exposing too much. And so that's not uncommon. And I think you do, right? It's your story. So you you sit with it and understand, understanding why that particular thing would why your why your tendency is to gloss over that or to skip over that part when you're sharing is important to understand whether it really is something that needs to be omitted um or because there's here's a reality when you're sharing your story um for greatest impact the reality is that you don't you don't have to share everything right i can explain i can explain to you um you know oh i experienced abuse within a relationship without going into detail about the abuse right i don't need to do that for you to have a picture of what that could experience could be um or what it could feel like to say you know i lost a child so i think we, the, there's also that fine line when you're when you're sharing to, to with yourself to understand okay well what um, what uh, is is valuable and what can be re-traumatizing? Because that's the other part of sharing our stories. That, that is true. That can trigger others, um, can trigger others, um, and that can trigger yourself. And so, however, um, that's the balance, right? That's why it's important to write it out, to understand it, to know it, and to be able to say, okay, well, here's the story arc I'm taking, right? The mm. story arc is I'm defining a moment. I'm identifying my setting. I'm understanding my what and my why. What was my struggle? What was my aha moment? And how did I resolve it? So the, this is kind of part of the guide that I, I I give to people who are wanting to write their story to say, hey, use this as your story arc. Um, and in there, you can fill in details Um without feeling like, am I sharing too much? Am I not sharing enough? You know? And so you're absolutely right, but explore that. So if you feel like you're going to share your story, but you keep glossing over certain areas, well, why is that? Mm. You know? So you, we have to be self evaluate. Uh, we have to evaluate ourselves mm-hmm. right in, in this process. And that's what, that's how you gain meaning from it. Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to finish with this. Yeah. Last statement. Uh, what What do you feel like for yourself? What, what does it mean to impact a, an individual? And what is it that you really want to be known for when it comes to or remembered for when it comes to impacting the world around you? Hmm. Wow. That's a big question. So I would say that what brings me greatest energy, purpose, mm-hmm. and meaning is to see someone else inspired to move. Mm. I have been part of so many conversations, just this one, right? Like I feel so much energy in seeing you be, you know, inspired to say, wait, I need, you know, yeah, I need to sure. sit, I need to, because what that's going to do, it's it's a ripple effect, right? It's saying, okay, as a result of this conversation, 
you know, you're going to sit and, and, and capture things and you're going to reflect on things and you're going to, uh, extract things from your life, from your story, from your experience that is going to allow you then to do something else with it. Right. And so I think for me, you know, if I, if I, through being used by God and through this platform and through the work, um, am able to, uh, inspire others to continue to move towards their given God given purposes and their calling and their, uh, healing, then, then I've, I've won, right? Like that's a win for me. Yeah. Uh, that's a win for me. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I love it. I, honestly, I, I've, I've been really edified by this conversation. Uh, I know everyone who's listening has been as well. And we just want to thank you so much, Leilani, for coming yes. on and, and expressing yourself, sharing with us how well, your story, sharing with us how mm-hmm. you're looking to impact the world and, and also giving us these practical tips that we can take with us uh, and we can do at home. And so I, I encourage all of our listeners, you know, take the time to to do this. You know, take the time to to reflect on your story, to think about it, to write it mm-hmm. down in, in order for you to to share it with that one person who you trust and then take it to another group of people, two or three. You know, and then as as you continue to share, you never know how that sharing will be able to impact Mm. the world around you, impact someone else who needs to hear something, who may be going through something and and just needed to hear that someone else is going through it, too. I think one of the things that we as humanity need is to know that we're in this together Mm. and um, and not to share too much. But, um, you know, because I know with time, but I was just talking to someone uh, Saturday. And, mm. and they told me that they relapsed and mm. him and his girlfriend have relapsed and it's been a long, and it's been four months, but they were clean for a whole year. Wow. And, and, you know, so now they're trying to do what they can in order for them to get back. Yeah. And I just looked at them and I said, listen, man, your addiction, the only difference between you and I is that you have an addiction, um, that has caused you, that has brought you here. But, uh, and, but you and I just have two different addictions. We just have two mm. different things that have caused us to get to certain places. Yeah. But that's why I'm here for you right now. And that's yeah. why I, I need you to understand we're, we're both human. We're both going through struggles. Yes. And no matter what the case may be, this is why we're here for each other. One mm. day is you, mm. one day is me. And yeah. so, man, just, just to see that, that end of it, just the eyes, like he, you just feel like he was just like, wow. That was meaningful. That. Yeah. And mm. so. Yeah, I just think it's important for us to to take that time to share, uh, take the steps yes. you know, as Leilani has has outlined for us here. And um, and once again, thank you so much, Leilani, for coming on to Madcasters. Thank you, being a part of our Make a Difference show. Yes, well, thank you for having this platform. I, I'm so grateful. Absolutely, you have a good day. You too. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Madcasters. Please remember. Do what you were called to bring into this world. Find a way to make a difference in your life and in someone else's life today, even if that's just one thing. Follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and become a Patreon supporter. Tune in next Thursday as we continue to grow and inspire because this is the launch pad for you to go mad.